Australia, how are you going? Hey, going? That's right, it is NBA Australia's Monday, March 14, all day. It's Labor Day, but I'm not taking a day off, am I? No, because I'm out here laboring for you. <laughs> I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whomsoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in a uh, pretty hot Larry Armour Studios, i tell you that much. It's a belting day here in Melbourne. Sitting here in my Latrell Spreewell throwback jersey. The old Wolves jersey. Love that one. Uh, either way, we're here hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. We don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave that for the nerds, but, you know, can have you uh, completely covered. All right, so big weekend. Pop! Broke the all-time coaching wins record. We had KG's jersey retirement today. That was awesome. Uh, LeBron dropped another fitty burger. Became the first bloke with uh, 10,000 assists and 10,000 rebounds, and all he needed was a knife. 10,000 spoons, there you go. Uh, KD went and did the same, dropped 53. That was pretty sick today. we got a career-high night for Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Big Cock, Jock, Landale. Love that. Setting some records that have, uh, for San Antonio, that have only been set by the Admiral, David Robinson. You love that. Uh, we've got some weekend winners and losers. All the games wrapped from the entire weekend and today in the NBA Australia Game Wraps. Uh, that means that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spot of the night. Better Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Weekend. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the Unbuffy Repeat of the Day. We've got our back takeouts. We were serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch and an Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and the picks and previews of all the NBA games for tomorrow. Pretty good. Uh, and we'll finish with a giddy review, I think, of winning time. That'll be fun. Right, let's get into it. Episode 773 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Well, you better watch out for the, uh, I don't know, the KG swearing attack if you're live television. Love that. Uh, but also watch out for the Delhi attack. You just heard Delhi. I went and saw Delhi yesterday in uh, Throwdown. That was pretty fun. United versus Southeast Melbourne Magic Phoenix. Good times. Great day. The squid loved it. Sat there and ate chips, <laughs> like most of the game. But it was sick. That was like the best NBL game I think I've been to since we moved home. It was absolutely unreal. And uh, even old mate, she's like, God, this one's like a, uh, you know, fast pace, bit physical. And obviously she sat there with me for like, what, six years in Brooklyn watching uh, different, you know, iterations of the Nets. So she's pretty well accustomed to watching a shit ton of live basketball. And I think she had the most fun she's had too. So, loved it. It was good to see Dally absolutely kicking some arse and taking some names. Uh, right. Better watch out for the uh, unretiring attack as well if you're uh, anybody paying attention to the NFL. Tom Brady just goes, nah, man, I'm back, bro. Just sick of hanging out with my fam, eh? Well played, sir. Well played. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the Daily. 
Whip around, that's right. We've got a little bit of news from the weekend. DeAndre Bembry uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So here it's Algonquin for the good land. Not the good land at the moment for DeAndre. Uh, season-ending knee injury. They picked him up after the uh, Nets let him go in the around the trade deadline, right? And sort of filled like a little bit of a hole in the wing because the Bucks, God bless them, have uh, got a lot of holes in that wing. <laughs> what with like, what letting they having to basically make some trades, losing Patty C. It's just a bit tricky for the Bucks, and now they lose Bembry. But anyway, uh, Anthony Simons out for one or two weeks, aka the Blazers are like, nah, he's too good. We need to sit him. We don't want to make these playoffs. Anthony, Penny, sit down, mate. Uh, the other big ones, Markeith Morris. Turns out Nikola Jokic, hello, did not kill him. Uh, just sat him on the pine for four months as Markeith Morris came back. Remember, you know, at the start of the season, Jokic just went bang on Keith after Keith's duty-ass play. And, uh, yeah, Jokic came back pretty soon <laughs> after his suspension. Keith, four months later. Here we are. Speaking of backs, Brooke Lopez, he's back from his back injury. He's back. I love that. Back tomorrow. That's kind of neat. Brooks back. Uh, pretty interesting one for the Bucks, actually. Speaking of Bembry, this is when you talk about like, oh, man, they don't have that much depth. Well, they do have a little bit more depth if, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is either starting, coming up the bench, and you've got suddenly bo- fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world, sort of being able to plug and play a little bit more. But uh, that's going to be pretty handy, especially for their defense, considering... The Bucks is one of those things where they'll just lose a weird game every so often. They ha- it happened on the weekend when Clay went ham. And uh, Brooks probably not going to help you too much slowing down Clay, but he's going to solidify your back line a bit. So, tough one. And uh, the other weird stuff from the weekend, obviously. So, this morning, Kyrie Irving was a spectator for the first time uh, watching a Brooklyn game at home, which is, if it sounds weird, then it is, because it is. Uh, so, he sat there courtside watching the Knicks-Nets play in Brooklyn today because he can go to the games... He just can't play in them uh, thanks to the weird private sector mandate aspect of the vaccination mandates in New York City. So, cool. <laughs> Talk about that later. And uh, Ben Simmons not practicing yet, which I think, uh, I don't know, interesting one. So Steve Nash said on the weekend he's not ready even for one-on-one yet, let alone three-on-three, five-on-five. So he's going to get to a place where he can go full speed unopposed, one-on-zero. And then we'll talk about hopefully quickly and go to one-on-one, three-on-three, five-on-five. And uh, even Iron Eagle came out and said, yeah, you know, look, what's he, uh, the Nets announcer, Iron Eagle. Not the awesome movie, <laughs> Iron Eagle from the 80s. I fucking, Americans, and how they pronounce Ian is just hilarious. No, 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 what, dude, what we're going to do is we're going to pronounce it like really strange, like, like, like if it had an R in it. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, just ask someone to say Craig. They're like, Craig. There's an A and an I in there, you idiots. Craig. No, that's Greg. You're just saying Greg, but with a C. I said his name is Craig. Fuck. <laughs> Have you met my friend Iron? <laughs> Shut up, Craig. Anyway, uh, Ben Sherman, so Iron Eagle, uh, said basically the ramp up's been a hot topic of conversation and the sense is that he'll uh, be back at some point in the next week or so. But this is a bit tricky, right? Because there's only like. 14-ish games left. Like, Kyrie can only play in, like, four of them. Thanks for coming, idiot. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a bit tricky. The ramp-up and them actually playing, like, it gets to the point into the season very fucking quickly because you're going to have a play-in game probably, uh, and then you've got to get into a playoff series and shit. You don't want to get knocked out in the first round, just saying. Right, let's do some game wraps from the weekend, shall we? Game wraps, 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 that's right. 
Minnesota got beaten by Orlando. This is why you can't trust the Wolves. 118-100. Actually, I think it was 108-100. Uh, Mo Barber went off for 27-12, and they absolutely slapped the Wolves around in Orlando. Uh, the weirdest part was Minnesota then bounced back and beat Miami the next day, so it's the opposite of what I thought would happen. Um, Clippers, they lost it in Atlanta, 112-106. Trey went for, what, 27-11? Pretty good game. Uh, pretty much as you'd expect there. Detroit, they covered and they held on against Boston. 114-103, they lose. Tatum at 31-8-6, though. Cade Cunningham, absolutely tearing it up in the moment. 27-8-6 in that game. Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, lost in Miami, 117-105. Bam Donham, dominated this one. Dominated? Yeah, there you go. Good one, Jimmy. 30-17. Bam is crushing it at the moment. Dallas, uh, schmockerated Houston, 113-100. Luca at 30-16-4. Uh, our man, Josh Green, actually had a pretty good game too. He'll pop up in the Australian Player Watch. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City lost to Memphis 118-114. Jar versus Julius. This is good. 37-8 for Jar. Julius had 36-12-6. The Knicks just can't catch a break at the moment. Charlotte, shit pump New Orleans, 142-120. Miles Bridges, 26-8-9 for him. 25-8 assists for Terry Rose. Even Isaiah Thomas, the little guy, got in there. He had 14, went 4-6 for 3. Love to see that. Uh, the Pals, obviously, without Spindles Ingram and uh, CJ McCollum. That was a train wreck, that one. Uh, the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. Pop gets his uh, record-breaking win, goes past Don Nelson, and they beat the Yaz in, like, pretty amazing fashion because it was a game that no one really expected them to win, and they went and did it. Uh, but DeJunte Murray is an absolute weapon. They win it 104-102, and... Uh, just stomped them in the fourth quarter. It was crazy. Out of absolutely nowhere. So DeJunta Murray outplayed Donnie Mitchell, and off we go. They got the win. They had scored them by 12 in the last quarter. It was chaos. It was a really fun one, too. Uh, what else? Toronto beat Phoenix. What? 117-112. Gary. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr., 42 points. He was awesome. Uh, pretty lucky for him because, uh, I'll tell you what, Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's, he wanted to... Oh, what did he want to do? Well, he went out there and played against Phoenix, but he also realised what day it was. Woo! Yeah! Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's. 3-11 on 3-11 day. Love it. That's some nice uh, tribute there paid by Fred Van Vliet. Uh, I celebrated 3-11 day by listening to a lot of 3-11. Old mate hated it. Anyway, uh, the Lakers, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! But they did beat Washington, 122-109. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. 50 points. Yeah, pretty good. He's going to pop up again later. Don't worry about that. Uh, Minnesota, so Sunday, Minnesota turned around and beat Miami. The old Floridian back-to-back, 113-100. The Floridian back-to-back definitely sounds like a pretty gross sex act, doesn't it? <laughs> God. Anyway, 113-100. Hero at 30. There goes my hero. We're playing at Cadenia Park. Uh, and eight players in double figures, though, for the Wolves. Big win. They really needed it to bounce back, and they did. Uh, Chicago beat Cleveland. Cleveland! 101-91. 25-7-7 for Darius Ruck and Judy Garland. And 17-7 and on 17 shots. That's a lot of sevens for Mobley. But not much else. DeMar DeRozan goes for 25. 20-14 for Vooch. Big win for Chicago. Indy, uh, Jockham, Sockham, Blockham, Jockham, Lockham, Big Cock, Jock, Lando, and absolutely ham. 
an indie smash San Antonio. <laughs> it's one of those, ah, oh, jocks setting like awesome career highs. And they also got fucking straight kilt. <laughs> so a bit of a tough one. 119-108. Jock Lando goes for 26 against the Pacers, though. Love to see it. Career high. Millie Walker, they got beaten by Golden State. 122-109 in Golden State. The Clay game. It's been around the corner. You love to see it. 38 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Clay went absolutely off. And there is almost nothing more fun in the NBA than Clay Thompson just feeling it. He went 8 of 14 from downtown. It was awesome. It was legitimately awesome. Even Giannis is like, to be honest, that was fucking cool. <laughs> love that. Toronto, back-to-back, huge wins. So they beat Phoenix in Phoenix, turn around, beat Denver in Denver, 127-115. Siakam goes for 33-7. and Scotty Barnes going hammering tongs with Nikola Jokic. Hello, 25-8-10. He was awesome. Sacramento got beaten by Utah, 134-125. You had a uh, couple of dueling small guards. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, 45 points. Dazza Fox, 41 points, 11 assists. Great stuff. And then probably the funniest result of the weekend, Washington losing to the Portland Timbers. Oh, but Jimmy, aren't they called the Portland Trailblazers, man? Yeah. Normally, when they're not like... Basically, if you'd run the soccer team out there and gave them Blazers kits. Josh Hart, Josh fucking Hart, had 44 points, a career high, eight rebounds, six assists. He was awesome. And the Wizards, a day after getting punked by LeBron, go up to Portland and lose again. Mmm, that's called tanking. Uh, Today, we had Brooklyn beat the Knickerbockers. This was a great game. 110-107. KD has 53. Nets led most of the way. Nearly blow it. KD hits the, uh, what, the game-tying three. No, the go-ahead three. Bruce Brown gets a massive steal on Fournier. KD hits the winning free throws down the stretch. Huge vibes. Huge vibes in uh, New York. I think they've beaten the Knicks like six games straight now too, which is absolutely chaos. Um, And a great payback as well, like considering every time we see the Knicks play Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, like it'd be, yeah, like 75% Knicks fans, (laughs) which always sucked. Clippers, they beat Detroit. Uh, 106-102, come from behind, win by the Clips. Mook had 31, celebrating his uh, twin brother's return. You love that. 14 and 15 for Zoobs. Kay Cunningham, though, what did I tell you? 23, 9 and 10. You love to see it, but the best part was Big Deke Bay getting in on the 311 action. Thanks. Great job, Big Deke Bay. Sadiq Bay. I love him, and I love him even more because he's just shot 311. One of the great games, 95-92. Dallas beat Boston this morning, 26-8-8. This was great. The Squid and I were watching it, and uh, he's like, Dad, who are the white team? I'm like, that's Dallas. He's like, who are the green ones? I'm like, that's Boston. You should know this. He's like, I don't remember anything. I'm three. He's like, yeah, well played. Uh, But the ending, he was like, what is happening? I'm like, well... uh, Luca just hit a clutch's shit game tying three, pal. And then Spitzel Dinwiddie has 18 points with the go ahead three, and they win the game after Tatum uh, can't get his, like, you know, last second shot to go. After they sort of did this weird review. What was it? Marcus Smart shooting a foul by Luca, and, like, they ruled it the high five rule. Where it's like you can still hit the shooter's hands after he's like let go of the ball as long as it's after he's let go of the ball and it's the high five. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> 95, 92. Dallas win. And then we had the KG re- jersey retirement ceremony. Philly snuck one out in Orlando, 116, 114 in overtime. 
Philly, what are you doing? Harden goes 5 of 19. There was a 17-point Magic lead early. This looked cooked. It was hilarious. Ice cold Cole Anthony was ice cold for a lot of it, and then he just went fucking ham down the stretch, made him earn it, and then he had a three right at the end as well that would have won the game, but he just went a bit too hard. Uh, big shots by Tobias Harris against his old team, 26 and 9. Thanks for showing up, Tobias. You're only getting paid fucking 35 million bucks. Uh, Embiid had 35, 16, and 7. He shot 9 of 28. Yes. Uh, but that's not as bad as Harden. 5 of 19. 311 from 3! Yeah, thanks. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> good job, James Harden. Uh, what else happened today? We had Hotlanta beat Indy 131-128. Indy made this a game right down the stretch. It was crazy. Like, they were smashing them. Trey had, like, 33 in the first half. Ends up with 47 points. Goes 7-10 from 3. But I think he'd hit 7-9 of nine in the first half from downtown as well. So he only took one more. Uh, but they just held on down the stretch. DeAndre Hanna was massive. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans turned around after their just... Gross loss against the Hornets and fucking straight killed Houston today. So he got straight killed. 130-105. Memphis uh, smashed raided. Okay, see, so 125-118. It's only that close because, like, Memphis gave up down the stretch. SGA had 31. Baisley had 29 and 10. Uh, 21 points for Desmond Bain. 17-5-10 for Jar. And then the last game of the weekend was this morning. Oh, this afternoon. 140. The Lakers absolutely shit-pumped. Your... Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers stink! Uh, the Lakers allowed 119 points through the first three quarters. That is a lot. And also tied for the most of any team in any game this season. They gave up 48 points in the first quarter. It Spoiler alert, didn't get better. <laughs> 140-111. Oh, God. All right, let's do some weekend winners and losers, shall we? Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken Brockman. Got a shot of me. There are weekend winners. Let's do it, KG and Celtics fans. God, it's the title that keeps on giving, and I love it. That 08 title has given them about, like, what, 30 years worth of memories and content, I reckon. <laughs> Which also, like, in my brain is hilarious because it just makes me think of that weird, janky bubble Lakers title and how it'll never be celebrated like that one was. But at the same time, the Lakers have also won a title in the, you know, last 30 years. It's <laughs> Boston Adam. Um, but also, I fucking love those KG Celtics. Like, loved, loved, loved. Because, like, at the time, it combined three of my favorite players from the late 90s who were in the twilight of their primes, right? You got Paul Pierce, you got KG, you got Ray Allen. And they were awesome. And they won the title in their first year together. And this was also just the Sonics were basically being shifted off to OKC. So I'm just all salty and just fucking pissy all the time. But I'd always love KG. I'd always love Paul Pierce. Both of their loyalties to their teams were like one of the, my favorite sort of things ever. And obviously Ray Allen was a fucking Sonic for ages. Um, so when he goes to Boston, he's like, yeah, I just want the best for those dudes. And they won. It was sick. And, you know, two guys everyone loved, KG and Paul Pierce. And Ray, I mean, even though he went and fucked it later by moving to the Heat, <laughs> he got another one. So, like, whatever. Um, he was just like the entire combo actually coming together in this thing, though. So I think the winner aspect of this is us as a basketball community. But Ray Allen being there at KG's jersey retirement ceremony in Boston 
was fucking special, and I loved every second of it. Big cuddles, you know, between all of them. KG getting Ray up there to have a bit of a chat and a bit of a hug, and then Paul Pierce comes in and has a big hug, and you're like, this is great. All they need to do now is convince Rondo not to punch Ray Allen in the back of the head next time he sees him, and off we go. Uh, but the win is really like KG getting his jersey retired in Boston. It just it was a flood of memories. It was fucking incredible. Uh, all those teams were awesome. Just a bunch of weird, fun personalities. It's like one of those teams where you can instantly point to it, and it just has a personality. Like you've got a setup of like a kind of shooter, big guy, wing dude lunatic point guard, fun role players, veteran role players, young dudes, Tony Allen. Like, it's just chaos, and it's awesome. And, yeah, it's like it feels like one of those sort of last big sort of throwback teams of big dude wing scorer, gun shooter role players um, that you can still – that we've almost sort of switched back to now, I think. But it was a great team. It was a fun team. And it's an iconic team. Enough of, like a lot of is made up of this uh, of this team, but at the same time, like they were in it for basically five years, and it was awesome. So that was really cool to relive. Pop is obviously a weekend winner because he's now got the all time wins record for the all time greatest winning coaching of all timing. I love it. Good on him. Uh, my favorite part though was that his team got around him and made him celebrate it. That was pretty cool. Forced him to celebrate basically, which is a cool fucking moment because Pop's very much always been very demure and like, yeah, cool. It's all on the team. It's got not that much to do with me. And they sort of faced, you know, made him face up to the music, which was really cool. Uh, I enjoyed that. I'll talk about Pop again later. Atlanta, weekend winners, big winner of the Clippers, also a massive win over Indy. They're looking good at the moment. Um, basically, they needed to just have like a solid weekend, right, to go, right, we're going to make the play-in, right? We are, right? Right? Yeah, now they're three games up on the Wiz, so I think they're all right. Uh, oh, yeah, three and a half games because they're now, they've just snuck ahead of Charlotte. So that's kind of nice. The Bulls, speaking of which, they got uh, Alex Caruso back, the Caruso, and bang, they hold Cleveland to 91, uh, which, you know, is pretty good defense. Cleveland! That's right. Uh, and it was a big win without Levine, actually. They needed it too, because uh, if they lose that, they'd uh, basically only be a game up on the Cavs and in danger of falling all the way down to six, but at the moment they're three games up on uh, the Cavs. That's the old double win. Beating a team that you're uh, battling... In the seating, like, that's huge. So, good one for Chicago. Big weekend for them. Uh, and getting Caruso back makes a huge difference. The Wolves! Don't look now, but uh, the Wolves are hanging in tough. They're only one and a half games back at Denver at the moment in the sixth seed. So, it's kind of fun. I'm a bit excited about this Wolves team because they're chaos. They're hilarious. I also don't want them getting the sixth seed because I want them to be in the seventh spot in the play-in because that'll be even more chaos. Um, they do have the seventh roughest schedule, I think, uh, left. Denver have got the ninth, so... But yeah, losing that dumbass game to the Magic on Saturday did not help them, but they turned around and beat Miami. So they had to split that trip. I thought they'd split it the wrong way, the other way, but I was wrong. Toronto, what a weekend! Going to Phoenix, win. Going to Denver, win. And this was after they went into San Antonio, and guess what? Won. Like, that's a boog weekend, especially with Brooklyn getting their asses together and going hard just behind Toronto. Uh, the raps are kind of like, oh, shit, nah, 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 nah. We've got Fred Van Vliet back now. Boom, off we go. And that's literally, like, the biggest thing. They get Fred Van Vliet back, and they've just won again. Scotty B's been awesome. Gary has, you know, found his shot again. You love to see that. But Toronto need to kick their ass into gear, and they did. The Mavs, that was a massive win in Boston. Keep the uh, Celtics scoreless the last two and a half minutes of that game. It was incredible. Luka goes bang. Game time three. Spencer with the clutch three to seal it. Uh... Well, the go-ahead three to win the game was fucking awesome. So 
Love that. The Mavs really needed it too. So they're 42 and 26. They're now only half game back of the Yaz for the four spot. And uh, you'd rather be the four than the five because you'd rather have home court advantage than not. Just saying. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, big win over the Bucks. That was huge. Uh, but also mostly their weekend winners because that was the first time since they since he came back that we got a classic clay game. And they stymied the Bucks in the exact way you'd, you'd want to as well, which I thought prior to Draymond coming back, which would be tomorrow, like they needed to. They needed to show something, 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 something on that defensive end, and they did. And also, James Wiseman's looking good in the G League. Here we go. The Warriors might be just timing this perfectly. And, of course, Jock Landau. Rock him, sock him, block him, Jock him, Landau. The big cock Jock. Career high, 26.7 rebounds. Awesome one. The first Spurs rookie to score 25 or more points while shooting over 80% from the floor since the Admiral. Dan Robinson, 1989. Unbelievable scenes. What about weekend losers, though? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. Loser. Losers. Ah, the Celtics on Jersey retirement nights. <laughs> you just can't take a trick. Versus Paul Pierce. They get absolutely obliterated on that one, and then boom. Luca tears them apart and KG's one. Celtics, killing me. <laughs> It's like, we're all going to get fired up. KG's going to give us a speech. And then they get beaten. Anyway, the Bucks. Look, I mean, they'd won, what, six on the trot, then bang, they got got by Clay. Mitty and Giroux stunk it up. Mitty was like 6-19 and 19 in that game. Who does he think he is? James Harden. Uh, two of ten, I think, for fighting by Bapurtis. Fighting around the world. Where's Matthews? Missed literally every shot. Uh, but you're going to get that, I think. But the Bucks, like, these are the games that you just want to see them sort of steamroll at the moment. But you just sometimes run into a Clay Thompson buzzsaw, you know? That's what you get. The Pelicans! Weekend losers, even though they won that game today. Uh, so they, you know, without spindles for about a week or so, CJ McCollum goes in the COVID protocols. They get shit-pumped by the Hornets. They beat the Rockets, but there have been, like, four straight losses, I think, before today's win over the Rockets. They're only saving graces that the Blazers are blatantly trying to not catch them and almost accidentally winning games. And they're only, like, the Pelicans are only a game up on them, right? So they lost four straight. They win today. And they're still only one game up on the Blazers who are not trying to catch them. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. We don't want to go to the playoffs. No, no. And they're still, like, what, two games up on the Spurs, I think? Yeah, it's like two games up on the Spurs who kind of also maybe don't want to catch them. And they're, I think, now four and a half games up on the Kings who definitely want to catch them but can't because they're shit. So... Pelicans still weekend losers because it'd be nice if you could just put a little bit of distance between you and 11, 12, 13, etc. Other losers, Kyle Kuzma. I love it. He goes back to LA. He's playing LeBron, playing against his old team, and LeBron is out there still fucking ruining his life. Not only is he trading into Washington, <laughs> he's going to welcome him back and ship up him with a big fitty burger. On you, LeBron. The Wizards, also weekend losers. They lose the Lakers and then the G League Blazers, the Timbers, uh, and that's a wrap for them basically, isn't it? Packer up, boys. Three games back of the Hornets. The Knicks are right behind them as well. So, yeah, just not a great time to uh, lose three straight. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I know you don't have Brad Beal, but you still could have made the playoffs here, Wiz. What are you doing? Either way, uh, who else? The Lakers. Because, uh, tell you what, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! Yeah, I mean, they had that big win over the Wizards. Uh, and then, bang, absolutely just ruinated by the Suns. Like, 
Way to wipe away literally every fucking nice feeling I reckon you would have had after that Wizards game by getting absolutely demolished by the Suns. Like, that was such a just thorough ass-kicking that you're like, ugh. Like, it was done after the first quarter. They're up 26 after one quarter. Like, it was absolutely crazy. And also, hilarious. It was 48-22 after one. Ugh, brutal. That is a tough one for the Lakers. But I guess the Lakers stink. The Lakers stink! The Knicks, two tough losses for them. But the Nets game, look, to get all the way back and then get KD to right at the end, that's like a rough one. But it's also two losses in a row they definitely couldn't afford. They're now five games back to the play-in, despite Julius Randle actually, like, finally hitting, like, a really nice purple patch. He's been playing out of his ass lately. And boom, it's not going to matter because they're going to miss the play-in. And that's wildly disappointing if you're a Knicks fan because of all the feelings you had last year, it's like, off we go. We're going to, you know... Bang on hard with Tibbs now. We've got some young dudes. We'll bring in some other fellas. And then you realize that Kemba's cooked. Evan Fournier doesn't play any defense. Can't dribble. <laughs> Can't play, mate. And here you are. Portland! Uh, they're not really weekend losers, but Jimmy, they beat the Wiz. Yeah, and that's exactly what they need not to do. At this rate, they'll accidentally make the play-in tournament. What are you doing, Portland? Stop it! The Nuggets! Uh, look, probably doesn't matter too much to lose a couple... Uh, in a row for the Nugs. But, as I mentioned, only one and a half games up on the Wolves in seven. And that also meant that uh, they slipped two games back of the Mavs, chasing them for five. So, the Nuggets losing Toronto was a bit of a rough one because, as I mentioned, Toronto in a back-to-back, you'd expect the Nuggets to maybe take care of business there, and they couldn't quite do it. Bit of a rough one. Bit of a rough one. And the last one. Weekend losers, Memphis and OKC. Starting their game today by coming out wearing the same white uniforms. Great job, idiots. I also love that it took everybody ages to realize, like, wait a minute, there's like 10 dudes wearing white. Huh. It was Memphis's fault, though. You saw the, uh, I think you would have seen the, it's the tracker, right, where it tells you what jerseys they're going to be wearing. Memphis were meant to be wearing their blues, but anyway. Good job, morons. <laughs> I love that no one checked. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Brew performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Yeah, how about a couple of fitty burgers? Pretty easy, this one. LeBron with his 50 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Unbelievable shooting. 18 of 25 from the floor. And 6 of 9. Nice. From three, what an awesome game it was, though. Like, the fact that LeBron's doing this, and he's older and shit, he's got no AD, Rusty's completely fucking cooked, and LeBron is just out there dropping, what, 50 after he dropped, what, 56 last weekend. Like, that is chaos. He had a fucking triple-double in between. And he's, like, 37. (laughs) That's insane. It is absolutely insane. And it was only matched uh, by Kevin Durant today. So he shot 19 of 37, 4 of 13 from downtown, 11 of 12 at the line, though, 53 points. But I think the most impressive part of this KD performance was when he won the game. <laughs> He's like, nah, 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 we're going to win this one. And they're like, okay, we, we better let KD win it. And he hits the three, hits the free throws down the stretch. Like the go-ahead three, the four straight free throws, scoring the last seven points for the Nets and just like taking the game away from the Knicks just talk about putting your balls in the tub and go what do you reckon about those ones hey Kyrie check out these (laughs) it's not bloody bad so LeBron and KD it's like one of those great moments where you're like yeah we have two of the top 10 
greatest NBA players of all time playing right now. You've got Steph Curry, you've got Giannis, you've got Luka, you've got Joker, you've got Chris Paul, you've got an absolute plethora of legends. And on, you know, in one weekend, you can still have LeBron dropping 50 and KD dropping 53. What a fucking world. Just be thankful for great basketball. I know I am. Not great basketball, however, is highlighted in... Spud, 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 yeah, that's the joke. That's how bad Thrift Shop is. It's like, Ben, you're trying to stay in the NBA, aren't you? Oh, nah, man, I actually wouldn't mind trying my, trying my hand over in China. Seems a bit easier. <laughs> Seriously, like, Paul into playing nobody at the moment, and Thrift Shop has literally got two games in the last week where he hasn't hit a shot. Oof, unbelievable. 0 of 7, 0 of 5 from 3, one point against the Wizards. Thanks for coming, Thrift Shop. Uh, one for eight for Gabe Vincent in that loss to Minnesota. 0 of 5 from downtown for the Heaters. The Zinger. Oh, it wasn't extreme this weekend. It's extreme Zinger meal. And that loss to the Lakers, he went 3 of 13. My favorite part was he had six offensive rebounds and still went 3 of 13. Unbelievable. Uh, D'Lo also had 3 of 13 shooting in that Miami game. <clears throat> 3 of 13 for the uh, Wolves against Miami. Five turnovers. Thanks for coming, D'Lo. Gary, Terrence Trent Derby Jr., 2 of 13. Love that. 1 of 6 from downtown after he dropped his 42. Turned around and had uh, 8 points against Denver. And Mike Conley for the Yaz on Saturday against that uh, Spurs team that won the game for your man, Greg Popovich. Mike Conley's like, well, look, I respect Pop. Let's uh, try to get him this win, fellas. 2 of 14 for Mike. Love to see that. 1 of 6 from downtown. Uh, Who was old mate... Oh, actually, there was also James Harden. Do you want to do James Harden in spite of the night? I mentioned that one. 5 and 19 already. 3-11 from downtown. He went to the line 15 times. So for a bloke who had a 26-6-6, and spot of the night's pretty brutal. 5 and 19. Also, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, 2 of 11 today. Not ideal. Uh, don't really like to shit on uh, our man. 4-12 for Ice Cole Anthony, but he did go for 19 points in the end because he went to the line a shit time. Uh, and Matty T, Aussie Matty T, went 0-4. Not ideal, bros. Not ideal, but still. Uh, who is old mate no mates today, however? Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Who's got no mates today? Uh, Russell Westbrook, obviously, still. Uh, every time he's touching the ball now, it's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and he's playing so weird and tentative, and sometimes it has like these weird little flashes, the old Russell Westbrook bit. Yeah, it's just... It's cooked. Uh, but obviously, Old Mate No Mates is uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams now getting publicly roasted by Kevin Durant and not ideal, getting roasted at games as well by his hecklers and spectators. Probably not what he thought, but uh, pretty funny. Pretty funny. And definitely Old Mate No Mates when you got KD out there going, you got like somebody's just trying to make a statement or flex their authority, and Eric Adams is like, I'm just trying to make people not die <laughs> because unvaccinated dipshits like this idiot. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, anyway, what can you do? Panting of the weekend. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. 
Two great ones. Jalen Brown absolutely demolisherated and baptized Max Shikliabar. Hello. And it was brutal. He took off from so fucking far away. I enjoyed that. Uh, Jalen Green had a really good one today as well. But um, KD, Kevin Durant on Evan Fournier. Tout petit. Uh, too small. Love that one. Gave him the little finger motion as well. Like, that, you're too small. Just, you know, measuring out like an inch or so. It's like, nah, man, you're too small, eh? Isn't that right, Evan? You French bastard. Look at you. Look at you. You're tiny. I think you're tiny. You're too small. Yes, Kevin. Everybody's too small compared to you. You're seven foot one. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How about Scotty Barnes? What a weekend for him. Uh, I mentioned we've actually sort of talked about this as well of late, where the Rookie of the Year race is really hot, hotting up. Obviously, he had 15-6 and six against the Suns, uh, but that game against the Nuggets was awesome. 25-8-10. and 10. Mobley's had a pretty good run of late as well. Kay Cunningham is tearing it up, but he's the number one pick, so we're not going to have him better than Lonzo Ball. But uh, enjoyed this 25-8-10 for Scotty Barnes. Shot 11-22-4 from threes. 10 assists, 2 steals, a block. What a game. Tell you what, pretty easily better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week! And it's ridiculous. It felt like at this point now somebody's just trying to make a statement or point to flex their authority. That's what I feel like the mayor wants right now. Some attention. We're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, people didn't understand what was going on, but now it just looks stupid. Eric, you got to figure this out. As Michael Wilbon said... You want to call out somebody, call out your teammate. The vaccine's not about attention. People died. People, hundreds of thousands of them. And it's like, yes, that's right. Good job, Michael Wilborn. It's not about attention. It's about like, hey, we understand that it's a fucked rule at this point. Where it's like, yeah, unvaccinated people can go in, but they can't be working and playing there. Yeah, it's weird. It's a bit fucky. But there's a very, very easy one. And then what would Kyrie do? I don't know. Get vaccinated. That might fix the situation. Kevin. I love that it. it's like, nah, 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 look, the problem is the rules. It's like, the rules are there for a fucking reason, you moron. Anyway, Kyrie's a dickhead. Just change these fucking rules anyway. Can we just fucking move on? Anthony Davis also get dickhead of the weekend. He was asked if his groin injury was the main reason the Lakers didn't beat the Suns in the playoffs last year. It was. We know that. They know that. They got away with one. Bullshit, Anthony, you idiot. Oh, nah, man. The only reason they got through to the finals, bros, was because I got hurt. Yeah, you always get hurt. That's the fucking thing, Anthony Davis. Jesus. And, of course, let's give a quick legend of the weekend. Wasn't it just nice to, like, bask in how fucking awesome and badass Kevin Garnett was? Like, what a unique, unique specimen he was as a basketball player and as a personality. I fucking love Kevin Garnett. I love getting to see him for, like, you know, what, two years in Brooklyn. It was fucking sweet, so... And also all the years in Boston. And all the years in Minnesota. Just fucking love KG. Anyway, let's do some Yanaz right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. 
All right, let's do some Yanars there. Brought to you by our mates over at Manscaped. That's right. Oh, jeez. You know what time of year it is? It's March. This is March. March Madness is here. Not everyone can have the perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. That's right. The leaders in the below-the-waist grooming have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling. Final four fresh. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off of free shipping. This is the Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. Seriously, I absolutely love the uh, Ultra Premium Collection because it's got kind of everything, right? you got the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. It's not for your balls. This is for your armpits. It dries clear. It's aluminium-free. Uh, you got the hydrating body moisturizer. I'll tell you what, i got a couple of tats. This is awesome. Keeps your skin feeling nice and clean and smooth and smells good. The body wash, lather up. What do you got? Infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. It's working good. Uh, you got the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Clean your scalp with the easy one-step process. You love that. And you also get a three-pack of the lip balm, which is wicked. So you get four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. It's unreal. It's cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. It's the best ingredients with zero compromise. I love it. So hop in the shower, scrub a dub with a body wash, lather up your hair with a shampoo, conditioner, keep your noggin togging, and dry off and spray on that hydrating body moisturizer and reinvigorate your skin. And then put on the uh, deodorant so you don't stink up the joint and use the lip balm. It's pretty easy. It's great. So go check it out. 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Make sure you call a Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. It might be your balls. All right. Yeah, Nas, let's do it. Take some NBA stories. Decide whether more yeah, more nah. Number one, Dan Drusher. Just a bit of an aside yesterday. Uh, sent us this one. I reckon that performance rockets Scotty B to Rookie of the Year favoritism. Taking hits from Jokic and coming back with that stat line on a back-to-back. I fucking love him. Yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, we sort of covered this when we did the... Uh, Four, three quarters, four fifths of the way through the season uh, awards. Like back on Friday, I'm Scotty B is basically sitting number one in my rookie of the year at the moment. Mobley, since Jared Allen's gone down, he's had a couple of good games. He's also had a bit of a, a couple of shockers, and Scotty B is just kind of doing everything. Like Jalen Green's coming on strong. Kate Cunningham's being awesome. Uh, this is the suckiest part of Josh Giddy being out because I feel like he'd only be going from strength to strength. So, bit of a rough one, but I think I've got uh, Scotty B at. Number one at the moment. Uh, will anybody else? So LeBron James goes 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists, which is pretty nuts. Will every? Will anybody else ever top 30, 10, and 10? Yeah, nah. Uh, 30, 10, and 10 is so fucking hard. Like it is – like you think about the 30,000 points club is literally just Kareem, Karl Malone, LeBron, Kobe, MJ, Dirk, and Wilt. Like, not Shaq, not Mallow, not Timmy D. Like, KD will get there because he's at 25,000 already. But, like, just the 10K, 10K. There's a reason nobody's ever done it because it's fucking hard. Oscar Robertson toughed out at, like, under 8,000 rebounds. He didn't even get there for the assists. Rusty probably won't get there the way he's fallen off a cliff. Like, Rusty's at 23,000 points, 7,500 rebounds, 8,500 assists. But the way he's playing now, like, do you trust that he'll be in the NBA in, like, three years' time to keep, you know, Maybe get another 2,500 rebounds, let alone another 7,000 points. 
The way his game has aged, I don't see it. Harden's at 23, 5, and 6. I don't know, man. Like, I think 20, 10, and 10, maybe. Like, Giannis, Luka, Joker, those sorts of dudes who are sort of, you know, filling it up both ways, and they're both pretty young. Maybe they've got a shot. Like, but it's taken fucking LeBron 19 years to get there. So it's wildly difficult. I don't think we see anyone else top 30, 10, and 10. Yeah, jerks. Uh, that said, Matty O was asked today, LeBron James is wasting his last years on this Lakers team. Yeah, nah, they are horrible. Yeah, nah. I mean, wasting's tough. They want a title. And, but just looking at them now, he kind of is, right? Because I feel like there's more, he's giving so much, and this team is just so bad that it is a bit of a waste. And I think this is what we are talking about before the trade deadline, right? Like, if he could, do you think he would trade himself to Cleveland just for the rest of this season and then get back to LA? <laughs> like, this is the problem, though, right? He wasn't expecting this when he traded everybody for AD and then the rest of the fucking roster for Rusty. Like, he would have assumed that AD's a top five dude and they'd coast to a top four spot every year, regardless of who they had around them. But this is it. Relying on AD is like relying on not reflex or relying on a three-year-old to have a story that doesn't end with him going... <laughs> squid loves that. Loves a good fart joke, does the squid? Just like his dad. Uh, but, I mean, this is it. Like, trading all their the remaining depth that they had and the remaining assets for Rusty was just the cherry on top. Like, I think we've hit the point where it's, it's, he and LeBron very clearly don't fit. We understood that Rusty and LeBron likely wouldn't fit. Uh, <laughs> more people were vociferous about it than I. I thought, look, Rusty would fill in the gaps when LeBron didn't have the ball. That has not happened. Rusty just needs to have the ball in his hands the entire time, and that's just not a good fucking situation to be in in the year 2022. So there's no way around it. Rusty's just fallen off a fucking cliff. It sucks. I hate it. And they just don't fit. So can they fix it? Probably not. Not quickly. But at the same time, if AD comes back and is healthy, as long as they find like, you know, a one or two sort of bits around them that can actually work a little bit, they might be right. But relying on Avery, Bradley, Trevor, Ariza, Rusty, it's just not ideal. Ugh. But yeah, so it feels kind of like a bit of a waste. Like LeBron is this good in year 19 and they're going to top out, what, at like the eight seed, maybe, probably the nine seed. Like where are they going to land? That's gross. Yeah, it's going to be the nine seed because they're four, five and a half games back of the Clippers. Fuck me. Oof, that is brutal. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it feels like a waste. Even though they got their weird Mickey Mouse title, as I said earlier, it doesn't really feel like a great one. But anyway, uh, last one. He's got the most wins. Is Pop the best coach ever? Yeah, nah. Oh, he's there one, two with me and Phil Jackson. I flip-flop between the two. Like, what I've always loved about Phil Jackson is, like, he kind of did it four different times, like three three-peats in a back-to-back. And I think keeping players motivated going for second and third titles in a row is wildly fucking difficult. And then managing the egos of superstars like MJ and Scotty and Shaq and Kobe, and even, like, lunatics like Rodman and stuff like that. Um and Kobe. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking hard. Like, Pop is amazing, though. He also had one of the most... Like, I think what I like about Pop and his coaching is that he probably had one of the most malleable superstars ever in Tim Duncan. 
and also some of the most malleable rosters of all time that were basically able to bring whatever he dreamed of to life that also fit in with his players' strengths. And he just did that for 20 fucking years, which is awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, one, two, I've got Pop and Phil. Just however I'm feeling that day, I think. Because, like, to have that much success over so much time is just fucking insane. But at the same time, like, you know, Kawhi wanting out, not having a giant amount of success and uh, outside of having Tim Duncan, a bit of a question mark, but the same thing goes for Phil. So, whatever. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, so this was rammed home with the AD thing. Oh, man, we know we would have beaten the Suns, and the Suns know that as well, man. Can we fucking settle down with the what? Well, we definitely would have insert dumb fuckery here, right? The same thing happens with that 2008 Celtics. Day. Oh, well, we would have. We should have won more rings. We would have if we were healthy. Yeah, but you didn't because you weren't healthy. <laughs> like, it's like the AD thing. Like You think you might have had a chance if you are healthy, but you weren't. Like if the Nets were healthy last season. It's the same shit. That's just so fucking and weird. And yeah, like I get that like the Celtics are absolutely dominating in 09 when KG went down. It fucking sucked. And what was it? Perk gets hurt game six in the finals in 2010. Was that 2012? One of the two. And uh, no, 2012 they went out to the, um, the Heat. So yeah, it's just... Bit of a fucking weird one. I just don't want to hear the, oh, well, we would have, we should have won more rings. Like, yeah, but you didn't. We were really great. We're going to celebrate the fuck out of this one. We're an awesome team for a long time. Done. <laughs> it's like the heat. You think about like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, heat. You're like, yeah, well, we should have won four. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> you got beaten. <laughs> oh, man. Outback Takehouse for today. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Just hanging out out the front. Just an echidna walk past, so I gave it a bit of a boot. And now I chucked it on top of the old uh, spit roast. And I'll tell you what, this is an entree that comes with its own serving sticks. That's right, roasted echidna only at Outback. Goes great with today's flame grilled take, which is... LeBron James being the first to 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists is just stat padding. Only at our... <laughs> no, it's like this. All right, the other flip side, how about LeBron James being the first to 30,000 points, 30, uh, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists is more impressive than Kareem's all-time scoring record. You can take it both ways. Uh, I think he's... Scoring padding at the moment, LeBron. But <laughs> but 30-10-10 is no fucking joke. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, right after Australian Player Watch and this one. This is Chris Anstey and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills and that winner of the Knicks today. Bit of a sh- shocking shooting night. As I mentioned earlier, 2 of 11 from the floor, 1 of 9 from 3 for his 5 points. 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, as I mentioned, we gave the uh, update on Benny Simmons there earlier too. Aussie Matty T, only one game on the weekend. The win over Orlando squeaked it out. Uh, Matty T was in foul trouble. Also had like 2 pretty big plays down the stretch though when they sort of popped him back in. So he had 18 minutes. He had 0 points. He went 0 of 4 from the floor, but he did have 2 rebounds of steal. And I feel like he should have been attributed a block at the end, which was called a foul. But 
it wasn't, and it got overturned. I'm like, I'm not sure how he didn't get attributed a block there, but he helped them win the game. So good job, Matty T. Just some big balls and some big moments. Josh Green! In the win over in Dallas's win over Houston, he played 36 minutes. He had 10 points, shot four of 10, one and two from three, six rebounds, one assist, two blocks, and four bloody steals. You love to see Josh Green getting four steals. That is awesome because that is also obviously a bit of a career high for Josh Green. Uh, just setting career highs almost weekly at this point, which is fantastic, if you ask me. Um, and what else? There's a pretty good game today as well from Josh. He had nine points, one rebound, shot four or seven from the floor against the Celtics. One or three from three, so nine points, one rebound. Love it. And then, of course, uh, no Josh Giddy still out with his hip. Uh, but rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. So in the win over Utah on Saturday, Pops, you know, fantastic all-time coaching win record-breaking game. Six minutes, zero points. He had three rebounds, though. Went 0 of 2 from the floor, one of which was the three. And then, Boom! 26 against Indy. A career high, obviously. Seven rebounds as well. Two assists and two steals. He shot 12 of 15 from the floor. The only shots he missed were threes. He went one of four from three. Yeah, that's bloody. He went 11 of 11 on twos. Absolutely remarkable stuff. Tore it apart. Love some rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, land out. You little bloody ripper. So, anyway... Good stuff, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him. Like, he'd had, what, a double-double. He had 10 points, uh, 11 rebounds at one point. He had 18 points against Detroit. and uh, But now 26-7. and seven. That is legit. And it's kind of weird because I said, as the uh, as the other days, like, on your pop for your uh, record-breaking win, now play jock more. And it turns out he might have been listening. I always thought the pop was a, uh, a uh, you know, closet NBA Australia fan. He just needs to play the Aussies more. That's it. And he's, you know, slowly learning. All right, Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award. It's the first annual... Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Clap it up. LeBron James. Yep. It's just LeBron. He had 50. The dude's 39. He's just had two 50 pieces in like three games. That is incredible. But at the moment, I think his uh, actual totals, they're just like mind-boggling when you sort of actually sit back and think about where he stands all time already. It's 36,824 points. Is it 10,629 free throws attempted? That is so many. I love it. Uh, the rebounds. He's at 10,150 and assists 10,004. And, like, just for a bit of uh, context, like, he... <laughs> his assist numbers, just alone, are absolute chaos. Like, there's no one else within Kui of, like, the point scoring that he has... At 10,000, like the nearest is Chris Paul, who's got 20,000 points and uh, 10,894 assists as well. And the same thing basically still goes for like rebounds. Like the rest of the dudes with like rebounds of his numbers, it's either centers like Tim Duncan or giant power forwards like KG, Luke Chamberlain, Carl Malone, Kareem, etc. Like it's absolutely chaos that he's at 36,000, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. And he's still dropping 50 burgers, and he's 57. So just saying, 
And Andrew Gay's grand member award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. LeBron, still good at basketball. The Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this was a great little Instagram post from Patty the other day. Uh, just him and Benny Simmons. And just like a fist bump emoji. And then a bunch of other really good photos of uh, that insane uh, game against the Sixers uh, that Patty played in. Patty checked a bunch of photos up. So always out there looking after his mates. That's what Patty does. What a legend. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Yeah, bloody good. Nice weekend. Hung out, went and saw Dear Seattle on Saturday. What else we do? Basketball yesterday. Walked back through Moomba. It's pretty good. The squid got himself a uh, pirate sword. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Love it. Um, right, what else we got? Picks from the weekend. We went 17 of 25. So we actually smashed the picks on Friday against the spread. Had a bit of a rough one on Sunday. I think we went 3 of 7. And went 7 of 8 head-to-head today. So not bloody bad. Um, so 17 to 25 leaves us at 578 of 1,007 picks all season. So that's pretty good. Right. Nine games tomorrow. We've got the Clippers at Cleveland. Uh, five and a half point underdogs of the Clippers. Which feels like a bit. Uh, the Clippers are in like a nice little bit of a groove at the moment. They are on the road. Five and a half though. I feel like they can really push Cleveland. Uh, who are still trying to figure out some of their rotations with Kevin Love starting and Lowry in and out. No Jared Allen. Mobley's kind of a right. Garland is still crushing it. I think the Clippers can win. Um, look, the Clippers could win this. I think if not, they're going to push Cleveland to the brink. Portland, they go to Atlanta. Atlanta on a back-to-back playing this Portland G League team. 13.5-point favorites are Atlanta. Atlanta nearly gave up the ghost there to Indy today. I still think they can beat Portland by more than 13 and a half <laughs> because that's how bad they are. Oh, I feel bad for Portland. Philly, they host Denver, a battle of the MVPs. Joker and Bede. Tuesday. Uh, two and a half point favorites of the Sixers. Uh, I just like the Sixers at the moment. Denver, as mentioned, there's a couple of holes in that roster as they wait for Jam and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to come back maybe. Uh, the Sixers, I think Harden and Bede, just be a little bit too much for Denver, so I'll take the two and a half points for Philly. Charlotte, they're going to OKC. OKC, uh, seven and a half point favorites of the Hornets. I think they can sort that out. I'm giving the uh, Hornets over the Thunder. The Thunder, look, they tend to cover some of these games. Charlotte, they just have like such a chaos, chaos offense sometimes that they'll really ring it up on a team like OKC. Minnesota go to San Antonio. I think Cat has a big game in this one. San Antonio, uh, just. Might be a little bit under man when it comes to big man. Even rock him, sock him, block him, jock him. Landau can get out there and give Cat a bit of a uh, working over. I think Minnesota have got too many weapons. Four and a half point underdogs. I'll take the Wolves. Golden State, 12 and a half point favorites against Washington. That's a lot. But Washington stink. So I'm going to take the Golden State Warriors minus 12 and a half. The John Salmons Bowl. Chicago go to Sacramento. They're five and a half point favorites. The uh, Bulls, I'll take that. because Sacramento suck and the Bulls are good. Utah, one and a half point underdogs at home against Milwaukee. I heard it's a gonk for the good land. I think Utah might be all right against Milwaukee. I'm going to take the plus one and a half. That's a really good game. So Denver, Philly, Milwaukee, Utah, great games. And then finally, Lakers on a back-to-back hosting Toronto. I'm going to go the Raptors minus three and a half because the Lakers, well, they stink. They really do. The Lakers stink! Just don't take it from me. Take it from Stephen A. All right, that's it. Awesome.
wrap all that up for you tomorrow. Should be good. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facebook, IGs, we're all over the socials. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. We've been promising a uh, emergency show. We haven't managed to figure out a time. So now that Tom Brady's come out of retirement, I think we'll have a uh, new one this week. So check it out. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Check that one out. Get around NBAstraya.com slash NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on, go get around it. Check us a rating review. I don't ask for too much. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off and free shipping on all your awesome men's grooming needs or just grooming needs, whatever. Knowable.fyi. That's the Knowable app. Just go to the, your app store, bang in the code Straya when you download Noble, you get 20% off. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats. They're up and running out of time is that now, and it's awesome. Big thanks also go to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinator, Goldmine, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands, do it. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a really quick giddily positive giddy up review for giddily positive people, Josh Giddy, of Winning Time, the Lakish uh, TV show on HBO. <laughs> Should be good. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's in now? Hey, how you doing? It's Josh Giddy here. Uh, just checking in from like, you know, doing a bit of rehab. I got a bit of a banged up hip and stuff, you know, so just sort of chilling and, you know, hanging out with like friends and sort of seeing how the guys are going and, you know, just really supporting my teammates and just trying to be there for everybody and, you know, just do what I can behind the scenes, you know, if I'm helping out with strapping ankles or, you know, helping people carry bags and everything, you know, I'm just out here trying to do my part. And my hip's a bit sore, but she'll be right, I reckon. But, yeah, so it's a bit of a tough time here in OKC at the moment. Uh, You know, not too many wins, but that's okay. We're always looking on the bright side of everything over here with these giddily positive reviews for giddily positive people with me, Josh Giddy. And it's also meant that I've got a little bit more downtime because, you know, a bit of rehab, I don't have to do as much travel. And I finally got to see that first episode of that new Lakers TV show, Winning Time. And that's really cool, you know, like... Because I think it's just really cool to see such a great underserved era of the NBA get a big light shown on it, you know? Did you know this thing about Showtime? The Showtime Lakers? It's so cool. So it's talking about like how that all started and stuff. And I finally watched that first one. It's like Magic Johnson. And I'm like, oh, that's right. He was a really good player in the olden days. Yeah. And like another guy named Kareem, he's pretty big and is like pretty grumpy and stuff. And then there's like, oh... I really love the way they presented Mr. West. I've met him before, and, like, that guy's really salty about everything. But to be honest, I just really enjoyed it because it's a telly show about basketball. Look, if there's nothing I love more than basketball, it doesn't exist. I just love basketball. So this gets about, I want to say, what number was Magic? He was 32. So I'm going to say 32 giddy-ups for winning time on HBO because it's awesome. I just love the basketball. And also, I don't really lose to the Lakers, so, yeah. I just kind of feel really good watching it. So, yeah, can't wait to find out what happens. All right, that's it for this week. This has been a Giddily Positive Giddy Up review with Josh Giddy. I've been Josh Goody. Giddy Up! <laughs>